Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey, everybody. This is uh, Out of Darkness Into the Light, as you most likely know. Unless you're listening to our show for the first time, and if you are, you're probably about to have your mind blown. Um, you may or may not have listened so far to a podcast where I was um, revealing to the world, basically, that you can actually cite a, uh, a visible cloud behind the moon. And uh, I did that podcast with David Culham over in uh, England. And uh, later I put up a 33-minute podcast where I went over this in a more concise manner without wandering off the subject like we typically do around here. But um, I realized after we did that podcast it was actually very important for David to see this. Now, it's true that I did not really, you know, David, you know, talk to him every day on Facebook. Have you seen it? You know, I mean, he, he did it on his own time. And uh, and he, he thought he had a, uh, a confirmation of it, but he, he needed to get a better look. And so uh, he has uh, seen a fairly good sighting of it. And But um, now he's waiting for a dark cloud. But um, you're convinced that you've seen it, uh, Dave? Is that true? Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, I'll walk you through it. I mean, after you first mentioned it, I obviously started looking for it uh, pretty much straight away. Um, the first time would have been the night after, just looking at the moon and stuff. But it was pretty much as a cloud cover for, for them. It must have been three or four days, so there wasn't much opportunity. But um, I started riding the bus to work because it's winter at the minute, and it coincides with the sun rising. So I was basically getting on the bus in the mornings getting on window seat and for about three quarters of my journey the the sun's off to the side of me so I was just basically just watching as it was rising up and I sort of a couple of times thought I might have seen the cloud behind behind it from that angle obviously I was moving in a bus it's it's fairly hard to tell at that point I'm still fairly skeptical Uh um must have been about maybe after a week or so I ended up seeing it at night time uh, with the moon, but this time it was a light cloud, and I wasn't, you know, I was still being fairly skeptical. I was just sort of thinking, well, it could be such a thin cloud that it's illuminating it, and it's passing in front, and it's so thin that I just don't even notice. Mm-hmm. So I just, once again, it looked like it was, and I sort of passed it off in my mind. Yeah. And um, a few times around that time, I've been going out to look, and I'd also seen it where basically. You could see the moon almost in a pocket of clouds, and it looked like the way the light was hitting it. Some of those clouds must have been behind it because they should not have been illuminated. But once again, I was still waiting for just to pass behind just for that final confirmation, um, which it just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I eventually saw it coming home from work. 
and I was just getting to my road. I got off the bus, walked down from the high street, and I was just crossing the road, and I just saw the moon, and there were these three little really thin clouds, and you could clearly see the top one was yeah, fully solid. It wasn't going anywhere. The bottom one was sort of semi taking the sort of very bottom bit of the moon. It was clipping. And the middle one, you could clearly see, it looked like it was going behind it. And at this point, I'm thinking, that's a lot bigger cloud. That's not... I should be able to see that in front of the moon, either obscuring the kind of, you know, like the terrain or whatever you want to call it, the image, the, you know, the face of the moon. It should be obscuring that, which I couldn't see. So that was like, yeah, I've seen it. I still would love to see a sort of full-on dark cloud behind it, just for that kind of almost picture-perfect moment, where it's just kind of like, that is... Yeah. There's no way of explaining that. Yeah. You can see uh, why I pointed that out, the value of seeing a but dark cloud, a, even though it's not necessary. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's sufficient for my my, non, my my own personal sort of belief. <clears throat> but I would still like to see that. I mean, preferably, if I had a camera on me, I'd love to get a picture of that. But I don't know how well it would come out, but that would be a good picture. Um, you know, I... Uh, a very important detail just went right right past me. Were you doing this in the daytime? Oh, when I finally saw it, it was, as I said, it was coming back on the bus, so it was about 5 o'clock. It was dark. The moon was just sort of coming up. Oh, okay. It just came up sort of just past the buildings a little way. So it wasn't very high in the sky, but you could see it. So as I crossed over this road, and obviously the line of houses on my left isn't there anymore, suddenly I can see the moon, and that's when I saw it. I actually think... Uh the best uh, example is when you're sun gazing and you see a dark cloud behind the sun. You kind of have to see it to realize. As I was it. saying, on the bus when I was looking at it when the sun was rising, there were a few instances where I thought I'd saw something go behind it. But obviously, yeah. traveling on a bus, you've got houses, trees going past you as well, so it's a bit hard to hard to tell. Well, what I like to point out is that um, even without seeing anything behind the uh, the moon, or even when you see something that's doesn't, it's not convincing, it seems to be glaringly obvious that, you know, like for the first time you're realizing, you know, it, it appears to be, just by, you know, human sight, that the clouds themselves are the same proximate distance from the Earth as the moon. I mean, the moon is not some radically uh, distant object, you know. And uh, sometimes you'll see it in the midst of the clouds. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> it's obvious yeah, so it's the same distance away. I saw a few instances like that, like I was saying, where in the way that the clouds were illuminated, some of them appeared that they were behind it sort of thing. Well, I have to run a, a count here um, and see how many people have sighted it now. It's right around 30. If you're fortunate, you'll be either number 30 or, or just under 30, the top 30 people that have seen it. Now, there are people that are seeing this. I don't want people to um, misunderstand that. Um, people are talking about it on YouTube. You know, there's not much discussion. Now, when I first saw it, when I got on the Internet, there was nothing um, at first, and then... There may have been a guy that um, emailed a weatherman, and uh, I'm not sure that if that was then or later, um, you know, telling the weatherman that he had seen this. 
and I can't remember if it was the cloud or the moon, but the weatherman just blew him off, didn't take, take him seriously. He actually said, well, we all know that's impossible, blah, 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 and then begin to explain scientifically whatever the heck, you know. And um, But the thing is, there's there's nobody out there that is grasping the significance of it. I've never seen anybody. And obviously there's nobody out there that has an alternative cosmology uh, developed ready and waiting to, because that's what you have to do. Um, wouldn't you agree with me that you've got to <laughs> make adjustments in your cosmology? <clears throat> yes, your uh, paradigm is definitely going to shift. But I suppose if you've already been experienced to alternatives, it's a bit softer on the mind to think that one of those might be the possibility mm-hmm. opposed to only ever having the heliocentric model and then just having that be smashed. Mm-hmm. might well be quite traumatic for most people. Well, at the most basic stripped-down level, um, you can tell that they're lying to you on a massive scale just because um, somebody has to know that the sun is not small. I mean, this is glaringly obvious. And they would also have to know that the the sun is not far away. It's actually close. Yeah. Now, fortunately, there's people who do not talk about cosmology and do not talk about the things we talk about. And they've already established that there's a um, <clears throat> well-instilled conspiracy that relates to not only um, telescopes, but also microscopes. We mentioned this yesterday when I was talking to Chris. Now, that's a fascinating subject, which I have not looked into for years. You could delve into that a little bit if you wanted to. Yeah. Because um, before we pushed the record button, I was talking about, uh, I said on here that I'm a journalist, but I get my fingers into so many pies, I spread myself so thin I cannot research everything adequately. And so ideally we'd like to have, according to people's interests, you know, it's just a natural thing, um, whatever people are interested in. I mean, Chris has really been focused on cosmology for over a year now, mm-hmm. way more than I have. And so he keeps looking into the more scientific aspect. I mean, he's way ahead of me. You know what I mean? He's watching. I'm not watching all these YouTube videos, you know, now, most of this stuff, in my view, is um, is disinformation. But the problem is, that's all we have out there. I mean, it's 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 a mixed bag. But, you know, obviously the stuff, um, you know, with Stephen Christ. We talked yes. about that in detail <laughs> yesterday. This is the podcast. Um, it's entitled Sky Centrism, The Firmament, and uh, Cosmological Propaganda. And I had just woken up, so... <laughs> That's what Chris does. He calls me out of the blue. He doesn't even tell me he's going to call me. He's just, just going, oh. Yeah, cool country. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, you know. But um, it gave him a chance to talk. And so that that was good. Because that's the first time, really, that he's actually talked that much. Because <clears throat> he has a no, lot. No, he some really interesting stuff there. Now, he's a real smart guy because um, he's, he's only about 20, 21. Mm-hmm. You know? Like I was uh, kind of semi-interviewing Brian Stabley and uh, and Justin, and uh, they've got a guy in there called James Sloan, and he's um, he's real smart too for his age. <clears throat> but we need people like yeah. That. I gave a I gave a listen to that one. It was good. You, you listened to that, huh? 
Yes, you have already listened to it. I like to say a lot of that stuff on there. Uh, we have talked about. You know what I mean? If you listen to our show, so if you're listening to that for the mm-hmm. first time, a new uh, newer audience will be exposed to that. Oh yeah, it's a good. You're gonna be blown away. You're gonna go, whoa, man! <laughs> Who are these guys? You know? It's, it's probably still relatively um, mild compared to some of the other podcasts we've got up. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm going to change the title on that. It's going to be Ferguson, Ebola, ISIS, uh, stuff like that. And that'll get a lot of yeah. on iTunes. Yeah. It's all popular, it? yeah. The, the file is split. So, anyway, so um, you have tried sun gazing, right? A little bit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Not just in the bus. I have done it outside. Well, I'm obviously outside all the time, um, being a paceman, and also tons of opportunities to look up at the sky. <laughs> Did you uh, experiment with that before you uh, came across us? Uh, no, no, not at all. Okay. All right. I mean, obviously, I just looked at sunrises and sunsets just for the sheer beauty of it. On the internet, they have um, a lot of what I would call sun gazing gurus. They're going to tell you you don't have to you have to do it according to this method. And uh, I, I, my intuition is telling me that most of these people are controlled. Um, Surely, just you know, when you sort of you know you wake up early, you see a sunrise. You're essentially doing the same thing, aren't you? If you're just admiring it for 20 minutes, just watching the sun come up. They have all these complex methods, and it's like you have to do it this way, and. Uh, I'm saying that we don't know. There is no standard methodology that's you know has a stamp of approval. It's yeah. something that you have to work out. I mean, it's like anything else. You're going to get guidance from afar with the basics, just like going to church. You got to start somewhere, but you kind of need to develop your own method. And everybody differs, you know. I mean, I think people's eyes vary uh, quite a bit, you know, as far as sensitivity. Some people should be really conservative when they start out. Yes, yeah, well, of course, yeah. Depends how much they're outside and all that kind of was laser practice, isn't it? Anyway, so yeah, I listened to the uh, little audio reply that you did there, and uh, I think there's a good chance that we'll put that up because it's kind of historic. Um, so yeah, this is an historic podcast once again because this is the first podcast where we have someone that has heard about the cloud behind the moon but actually has not seen it. And then went out and saw it and verified what I said. Now, most people would think I'm totally off the charts. They would absolutely not believe that there's a cloud behind the moon. But like I said, this verifies again that we have a 100% success rate of people that we've kind of worked with. Now, this is not true. For now, jo- I mentioned it to Johnny, okay? He's talked to Connie. He's not talked to me. And so if he doesn't see it, it's because I'm not interacting with him. You know what I mean? Basically, yeah. you, you got to remind people. They just drift away, you know. So if he doesn't see it, um, I, I would not count that because uh, at least i got to interact with him just to remind him like one time, you know. Because mm-hmm. that's what I've had to do with people. Not everybody. Some people I just bring them outside, like my mom and a roommate here. They see it right away. It's no big deal. Uh, Rachel saw it on a live talk show that wasn't recorded. And one time... As I said before, <laughs> we were kind of slow about this whole thing. It took me <laughs> took me a while to figure out that hey, you can see uh, it's easier to do this with the moon, you know, because I was just sun gazing. 
And then it took me a while to figure out that, wow, you know, we got all these cameras around with these cell phones. We've got to photograph the thing. So that occurred to me. And then uh, we went to see, I think, the movie 2012. I went with Eric and uh, his two sons. And I think I told them on the on the phone, I said, um, well, it might have been actually when he picked me up. But we drove for about three minutes, not even that, 30 seconds. And we looked over to the right, and there was a cloud behind the moon, and we jumped out of the car. And Eric uh, tried to photograph it. It took him a little while because somebody called him immediately. <laughs> and I'm going, uh-huh, you know, because Dave's going, that's a demon. We have to believe that kind of thing around here. And uh, sometimes it's not a demon, and uh, that's even more intriguing. But um, So he had to get off the phone, and he was able to photograph it. But, yeah, I mean, we, we've got all these cell phones out there. I mean, this is not hard. And Now, Hector made, uh, he made a little video, two video clips. One is better than the other. It wasn't very impressive. Um. And I have seen, maybe you haven't done this, but you can go to Google Images and just put uh, Cloud Behind the Moon. And, um, no, I haven't actually. Some of them are appear to be, well, they're artificial. The guy, actually, he's actually admitting that he made it or something like that. Um, other ones are people that are, like, trying to figure out what's going on. Like, everyone is puzzled. See, they don't have any context to the whole thing. Well, see, I already had an established cosmology, and it was confirming my cosmology. Now, I haven't seen this with anybody out there, so they really don't know what they're doing. And we do believe that there's at least a few uh, agents out there who may just be controlled from afar. They could actually be sincere. Um, who are talking about this on YouTube, they're not getting any intelligent responses. Um, the people who are trying to figure out uh, well, they're they're playing around with alternative cosmologies like the sky-centric people. Yeah. They have not run into this yet. They don't know about it. The last I looked on the YouTube responses, you see. <clears throat> now, Chris was trying to get the wild heretic. Uh, he's a, one of these guys that's pushing sky-centrism. He tried to get him on a on a podcast with us. And he said... Yeah, he was trying to. Want to. And um, I don't know what's going on with him. Um, he was supposed to be on with Fakeologist, and he never got on there, but I think that was Ab's fault, and uh, he just forgot about it, basically, got distracted. I don't know what's going on with the Wild Heretic. I don't think we even know his name. Um, but um, it may be that he's just into the blogging mentality, and he doesn't really realize the value of getting something out there that, um, in a different format, you know, so mm -hmm. I'm going to withhold criticism because I, I don't know, but when you get into the fakeologist community, <clears throat> and I'm an outsider to that, everybody is suspicious of everybody. Uh, people have trust, uh, trust issues with people because they're all aware of infiltration, you know, and in fact, <laughs> They, well, everybody, a, everybody's an agent, Dave. Do you know? <laughs> uh, well, um, it, 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 the guy's name is Tim that runs Fakeologist. He, he's up in Toronto, and he uh, he calls himself Ab Arado, and um, he was uploading a podcast from called Dustban. 
and these are kind of younger fakeologists. Tim is the one that came up with that term, by the way. He used to have. Yeah, I've never, I've never actually listened to them. Yeah. And this was like a five-hour podcast, and and on this podcast, I mean, it's clear on the obvious that there's there's an agent on there that's causing chaos, and so you can hear that all played out. Um, if you go to a fakeologist and put, they have a search engine put in dustpan. That's one dustpan. way to locate it. And uh, this is the kind of podcast that you would listen to. It's five hours long. It gets a little tedious at times. Uh, But these guys did put some work into it. They should have split it into two files. I didn't get all the way through it, but but if you want to hear an agent at work, there's an opportunity. And he was effective because he caused some chaos there. They used to have a very active chat. And... uh, Things uh, started to deteriorate after that, and these guys are pointing that out. That's what they do. Um, See, there's a problem thinking that everybody could potentially be an agent because you don't trust people, you see. Well, unfortunately, that's the reality. So this is a real problem that everybody uh, has to deal with once you start thinking the lines lines of a deep conspiracist. And the deep conspiracist mentality is – you cannot know. Let's just set aside some kind of revelation, which obviously anybody with a secular mind is not going to buy into. Okay? Or psychic gifting or whatever, you know, whether it's valid or not. I'm, obviously, I'm talking about something that would be valid. It's going to be highly subjective, you know, a third party. Sorry, Dad. Just got to move my dog into the other room. Okay. But uh, there's no actual way to prove that a person is not an agent um, infallibly from a distance. In other words, if they're looking real good, um, unless they give themselves away and it becomes obvious, what I'm trying to say is that you really need to interact with these people in person. Now, once you understand that people can have embedded alters and be totally sincere... This Mm -hmm. becomes a problem uh, even if you interact with a person on a daily basis. Now, hopefully, if you're discerning, you would be able to pick up some things. That's about exactly what I was about to say. It all comes down to discernment at the end of the day, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. What I'm trying to say is have to acknowledge that potentially there could be an individual who is the perfect Manchurian, and you Mm -hmm. can't prove it even though you know the guy. You're not sure. Yeah, but there'd be no way to prove it really one way or the other. But, uh... So once you re- come to that realization, now you go back to dealing with Internet personalities. You know, <laughs> and uh, this is a problem. And so this works in the favor of the controllers, and they're going to milk this for all it's worth because you don't... You have trust issues with people, you know, and you'll hear them talking about this on the fakeologist. Um, I mean, they suspected pretty much everybody. Now, and on that podcast, while people have suspected Ab himself, even though he comes across as a great guy, it just shows you that somebody could have an embedded altar. They could be totally sincere. They could have served in the military. 
Now, see, I believe that a lot of people get chipped in the military and don't even know it. Now, Connie and mm, I... They wouldn't even. I, I have not I just revealed say. this. I have not revealed this. So, yeah. you know, we're going to say crazy things on here from time to time. It's totally off the charts. Okay? Now, I cannot prove this. But this would be consistent with a deep conspiracist mindset. Now, you know that I believe that we have technology. Well, let's put it this way. I believe that the technology that, that, that man has available is beyond anything that I've heard anybody talk about. I've tried to make that clear. I've got an advanced subterranean society that's the true apex of civilization. Now, I cannot put a... Uh, a limit on what they have, and other people need to realize that they cannot infallibly prove that the civilization doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like trying to infallibly prove that there's a, the mantle core theory. Now, I believe the Illuminati can do that easily. They know. You see, the people in the public sector, we don't have access to that kind of privileged information. Obviously, the Illuminati knows what's under our feet, you know what I mean? But we don't. Mm -hmm. We don't have access. And so I'm trying to point that out because we have been manipulated in Western culture to a false certainty. And the reason that has happened is because if you buy into that, um, it will make propaganda more this is interesting right. because it's they also uh, push subjectivism at the same time but yeah. the reason they do that is because there's different categories of people that respond to different types of propaganda uh, Christians conservative Christians are going to be more susceptible to an uh, extreme view of certainty you can know things for certain. Yeah. And I actually believe that they will push a biblical view of this kind of thing. And you can see it with Christian apologists who actually read. You can see, if you know what to look for, they're reasoning in a circle to defend the infallible inspiration of Scripture, however you're going to define that. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to the preservation of scriptures. Now, uh, a good scholar will back off of that significantly and carefully qualify his terms. But it's it's quite common to see a lot of well-meaning Christians on the internet trying to defend how God has preserved, infallibly preserved the Bible from any error. Yeah, there's a person who has not learned how to think straight. Because unless all, I mean, this is so absurd, unless all translations have been preserved infallibly, which version are you talking about? Now, some of these guys will come right on and tell you the King James Bible. Oh yeah. Well, the King James Bible didn't exist before 1611. Where was the perfect Bible before that? And then you have all these different versions of the King James Bible. Just a second, I got three minutes here. Yeah? I need to get that song before some of these people flow, man. I got to get that song. Okay, 
I'm going to take the opportunity to, to show something here. This is why I need some financial support. <laughs> I uh, I lost my cell phone, okay? And uh, the sound quality actually improved in our podcast, but there's reasons why I actually need that that uh, cell phone. Also, I don't even have a mic right now. It broke. Yeah, try to And so my roommate, this is the first time this happened. I thought it might happen yesterday with Chris, but I'm using a house phone, and the guy is going, I need the phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I actually, <laughs> you see, this shouldn't, this shouldn't have to, I shouldn't have to go through this. I should be able to, um, what I could do if I had a cell phone, we cannot add another house phone. Um, I won't go into that right now. We can't do it upstairs the way this place is rigged. I mean, we could if we paid money, but, uh, you know, um, yeah. the management won't well, do sorry. it. And so um, um, what we can do, do you have to work today? Well, what, tomorrow, yeah. Okay, you got today free? Well, no, it's it's late now, Dave. It's like half ten or whatever. Oh, okay. What time okay, okay. <laughs> well, this is an important podcast because we got you on there and uh, we got you to talk about seeing the sun in the sky. But I got to get him the phone because he's kind of impatient. And uh, yeah, no worries. Short temper. <laughs> <clears throat> I could go over a couple of those things and you could close the chat down afterwards or something. Uh, say that again. I could go over a couple of those other little things like that you could test for yourself as well as seeing the sign in the sky. Oh, and keep Both talking. Yeah. Why Just for a little bit. Well, maybe I may be able to get back. He doesn't use the phone for very long. It's, it's usually pretty well, short. I'll keep going and see if you pop back on. <laughs> yeah, that would be a great idea. I'll try to get back on, okay? Otherwise, we'll, you can just put an ending at the end if I don't show up, okay? Yeah, I'll just keep it Yeah, this is real live here, and it's showing that, yeah, Dave has needs not being met, and uh, I need a backup. And it can't be another mobile phone. I need a, I need a cell phone. Now, I've actually ordered an Obama phone, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it has very limited minutes. Uh, the thing has never showed up well, in the mail. The ultimate I, slave thing. <laughs> that's what they call them over here. They're free cell phones. Yeah, yeah, I remember reading about uh, it. You know, they have limited minutes, but it, the thing has never showed up, and I, I, I seriously question it's going to. But Okay, I'll let you go. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll come with what I was saying before. I'll catch you in a second. Right, um, yeah, what I was mentioning today before, uh, when he was especially talking about... Um, especially the sign in the sky and some of these other experiments, there are literal things you can do yourself very easily to determine some of the obvious lies that are out there. Um, a good example of that would be if you look up uh, time-lapse photography of stars at night, no matter where people seem to be on the globe, they're getting what appears to be a spiraling uh, image from the time-lapse stars, like a bicycle wheel or a car wheel going round. Whereas that would only occur if we're on a ball if we were right at the pivot point where it's rotating, i.e. the north or south pole. Or if you believe the Earth's tilted, it would be somewhat tilted and you have to be standing there. The point being is, if you were anywhere else on the planet, you should really see the star streak past you and then go out of your field of vision. Now, obviously, you can't necessarily believe YouTube videos for like solid evidence, but that's something you can quite easily do at home. All you need to do is get into like a low-light situation, like going out into the country, a field at night. If you live far away from many other big lights, you know, big cities and stuff, you could 
or you're doing in your back garden. If you just set up a digital camera on a flat surface pointing upwards and maybe duct tape it in place, uh, off a sheet of plastic over so it doesn't get wet if it rains, and then what you have to do is just basically set a timer through the night and say every 15 minutes, every half an hour, however many frames you want to get throughout the night, you go out, you turn the camera on, you take one picture, you, you don't need the camera. And then obviously that's a very cheap way of doing time-lapse photography and you can verify for yourself. You could show it to other people if you wish to or whatever, but obviously that will verify for yourself that what you're being told isn't, isn't true. Another uh, sort of thing I've thought about is when you happen to see the moon and the sun the sky at the same time. This normally happens like in the morning or sort of the afternoon sort of time. And you'll see sometimes the moon there in the sky. Now, if we're being told that we only see the moon because of the reflected light from the sun, for one, it makes you think with a very bright object like the sun, which they tell us is obviously a lot brighter than the reflected light back off from the moon, really, <clears throat> the, the moon should be so obscured from the light from the sun, we shouldn't see it at all, for one. That's before you even sort of start thinking about why we would even see it waxing or waning um, at that, part, that time of day, because at that point, what's meant to be creating the shadow to make it wax or wane? So if it's the daytime and you can see the sun and you can clearly see the moon in the sky, I mean, a nice blue sky, you can only see this, and you can see it clearly waxing or waning, so you've got a semi-present. Well, what's creating that shadow? Because you can see the sun over there, you can see the moon over there, the light's going to be going straight to it, reflecting off it or coming back, so you'd see a perfect circle. There's nothing to get in the way. You shouldn't see a wax or a wane. And that's another sort of easy thing you can do to verify that what will be held is not true. And that's with, that's with no technology and nothing. That option is very easy to do. The camera option, if you've got a high-end camera, you, they've probably got settings to do that kind of thing, but you could probably do it with a cheap one. Especially if you go out into the countryside, you want to be a ways out, away from light pollution, uh, for the, like, the best results. But you could probably pick up the brightest stars in the sky, even with a cheap camera in fairly low light conditions. So that's another couple of options that people can easily do at home just to sort of verify that the cosmology, as we're being told, is, is not the truth. Another sort of mass propaganda piece they have out there at the minute, which, well, at the minute, it's always been out there which is more aimed at the sort of people that don't need do much research at all. But um, the whole Borealis effect, or basically where in the Northern Hemisphere, the water will spiral down the drain system or a toilet will have in one direction. And in the other hemisphere, it will spin in another direction due to the spinning of the Earth. This is what we're told. This you can verify for yourself in a matter of minutes just by filling out uh, the bathtub, the sink, kitchen sink, whatever, popping a sponge in them and letting them go. You can clearly see within minutes that different sinks, different curvature bowls, there's a lot more factors going on than just the earth spinning causing the rotation of the water. I mean, that's a, a basic thing that anybody can test within seconds and see that they're obviously lying about that. I mean, even though it's been widely debunked in uh, more academic circles, it's still pushed as a mainstream propaganda piece. So that's another little sort of thing you can do yourself. I mean, obviously seeing something behind the sun of the moon is, is quite a, a big thing, but so with the time lapse photography, because there's no other way to explain it. If you've got the, the stars and everything spiraling around you in a circle, the only conclusion you can come to, if you're on a ball, you must be at the North Pole or the South Pole. 
And if you don't happen to currently live at the North Pole or the South Pole, then something's gone wrong with your cosmology. Uh, well, I don't know if it's going to get back on, and I'm not quite sure where to go from here. There's the other thing that you you could possibly do that Chris was talking about, about a leveling experiment uh, to prove that light's bending, but that's a little bit more involved, and I can't think of a way that anyone could easily do it. The, the, the easy things I can think of is seeing the seeing the sun and the moon at the same time at any point where it's waxing or waning. If you just think about uh, the notion of a, a, a spherical sun throwing out light in all directions, and then you have another spherical ball at some proximity to it, <clears throat> it should be getting a full reflection of light back to you, so where you will actually see a circle. There's no, there's nothing blocking in between that would cause the the sort of crescent shape, the cutout part of the moon, so you only see a crescent reflection. There, there's nothing there to cause that. Because apparently that's caused by the Earth, and if we're standing on it, we can see both. We're obviously not between it, so that's another one. And obviously, doing the time-lapse photography, and there are a couple of things anybody can try. And they don't have to go on YouTube. They don't have to take someone's word for it. They don't have to go on a blog, take the word of a friend. They can see it with their own eyes and verify it for themselves, which is the main thing, I think. All right, well, I'm just going to quickly check the internet and see if they can get back on. Otherwise, I'll close this out. Just quickly message in. All right, just have to see if he uh, comes back on. Always cut this out, I suppose. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some other things that would make it shake our reality. I mean, obviously, there's all the other evidences that are out there, but obviously, the cosmology we're getting is mostly from national and scientific community, which is completely untrustworthy. You know, look at things like the mean hoaxes, um, a lot of the videos that Chris McCain has been posting. Um, that's a really good starter evidence at starter level to look at some of the, the problems with the the current paradigm because really pretty much everything we're told about the current paradigm is is basically all on faith. There's there's no way to verify any of the things they tell us. We're literally going on just images, just pictures and videos they've given us. And if you look into the like the CGI world, a lot of the CGI original technology was sold from the military to uh, cinema uh, companies. I mean, I know they've obviously been working hand in hand with the military industrial complex for a long time, but you have to think, if they're the ones that came up with the technology, I'm pretty damn sure they'll be using it. So they've been using it a long time ago. So um, yeah, pretty much everything we see is, is just fake. Well, you don't know whether it's fake or not, but the point is, these kind of little methods, you can see something back I mean, all the sun. Um, checking a step motion film with a camera yourself, you can you can do it maybe and set it up to take pictures every so often. I know there's stop motion programs that let you do that. Uh, but you can download for free. You have to obviously worry about leaving your stuff outside, potentially get rained on or whatever. But um, 
it'd be fairly easy to do with a relatively cheap camera. Obviously, the better the sensor, the, be the better, because it'll pick up more of the light. But, um, yeah, I think that's close this out, because it, it looks like Dave can't get back on the podcast. So I'll uh, shut this down for now. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.